Welcome to The Lifeline, a production of Simply DJE Incorporated. The goal of this podcast is to build, inspire, and to empower our audience by speaking life and adding value to their day. We invite you to follow us on Facebook and TikTok, to like us on Instagram and Twitter, and to subscribe to us on YouTube. Now, let's tune in for today's episode. Top of the day, everyone. I trust that you are well, and thank you for joining us for this episode of The Lifeline. I'm your host, Barry J. Elliott, also known as BJE. The purpose of The Lifeline is to speak life, to add value to your day, and to tackle real-life issues with a practical approach, yet a spiritual one. You can visit us at www.simplybje.com and also on social media on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. So, let's talk. We live in an interesting time, and during this time, there are a lot of schools of thought as relates to religion. If you go to www.pewresearch.com, you'll find some very interesting statistics about the decline in religious affiliation and in church attendance over the last 20 or 30 years. There are some people that think that religion altogether is obsolete, whether it's Buddhism, Islam, Christianity, whatever. They believe that religion is obsolete. Then there are professing Christians that believe that the church is obsolete. Some believe that the traditional views of the Christian faith are obsolete, and so many Christians have begun to engage in what is called syncretism, which is the merging or the blending of religious thought and practices. For instance, some Christians subscribe to the idea of God and the idea of the universe. With all of these factors and varying schools of thought, the question is, is the cross still relevant today? Is the cross still relevant today? And I would argue that the answer to that question is an emphatic yes. Now, I'm not here to force anyone to believe anything. We have all been given the gift of free will, and therefore, we have the right to decide what we choose or choose not to believe and to live with the subsequent consequences. So, let's take a look at the cross. While Jesus was on the cross, he made seven final statements, which you've probably heard them called as the seven last words or the seven last sayings. These include, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Today you'll be with me in paradise. Woman, behold thy son. Son, behold thy mother. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I thirst. It is finished. And lastly, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. Within each of these statements are powerful yet practical principles that prove the relevance of the cross. But in the interest of time, I won't go through all seven of them. I'll only do five of the seven uh, so that we can just have an idea of what some of those principles look like. So let's look at the first one. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, which is found in Luke chapter 24, verses 34. In that text, Jesus refused to be a grudge holder. Jesus was focused. Jesus refused to waste his energy on his haters by holding a grudge. Now, there were people surrounding the cross who had literally set him up and people that he had helped that it turned on him. But Jesus refused to hold a grudge. And I believe from personal experience that grudges are emotional baggage that cloud our judgment and our ability to think. For years, I held grudges. Even as a Christian, I was a grudge holder. And what I discovered was that once I learned and decided to forgive, it was not an indication of my weakness, but it was an act of power because I was reclaiming my ability to think clearly and to make appropriate decisions. And from the cross, we see the value 
of not being imprisoned by the emotional baggage of unforgiveness because it is indeed emotional baggage. Now, the next two statements from the cross, though they're different, they are the same. So in Luke chapter 23, verse 43, Jesus says to one of the thieves who's been crucified with him, today you will be with me in paradise. And St. John chapter 19, verse 26, he says to his mother and to one of the disciples who are standing at the bottom of the cross and they're grieving. And Jesus says to them, woman, behold thy son, son, behold thy mother. Now let's backtrack for a moment. In Luke chapter 23, verse 33, there are two men being crucified next to Jesus. One of them joined the crowd and began mocking Jesus, and Jesus ignored him. Jesus didn't say anything to him. But the other thief being crucified rebuked the other prisoner, and he admitted the fact that he was wrong, and then he asked Jesus to show him mercy by remembering him when he came into his kingdom. The Bible says that Jesus turned and looked at him with compassion and said, Today, you will be with me in paradise. Now let's look at John chapter 19, verse 26. Jesus sees his mother and he sees the disciple at the bottom of the cross and they're both grieving. Jesus looked at them and said to his mother, woman, behold your son. And then he looked at the disciple and said, son, behold your mother. Jesus in that moment was making sure that they both had a support system. And even greater than that, because he was the firstborn, according to Jewish custom, he had to make sure that his mother was cared for. And so the powerful lesson in these two verses is that because Jesus refused to give his energy to irrelevant people, he could be emotionally present for the ones who needed him the most. Let me say that one more time. Because Jesus ignored or did not focus on the irrelevant people, he could be emotionally present for the ones who needed him the most. He was able to be present for the remorseful thief, his mother, and his disciple because his focus was intact. His focus was not on his critics. His focus was not on his enemies. His focus was not on his haters, but his focus was on the people who needed him the most. And I think the lesson for us in that is that focusing on our critics, our enemies, and our haters robs us of living a higher quality of life. But when our focus is intact, we are more apt and more prone to be emotionally present for the people who need us, and we are more prone to live a higher quality of life. So let's move on to the next one. The next word we want to look at is, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? According to Matthew chapter 27, verse 46. In this particular statement, Jesus teaches us a very important or simple yet powerful lesson. In this statement, Jesus expresses the fact that he felt abandoned by his father and he expresses his emotions honestly. He does not try to shroud or hide how he feels. He's honest about how he feels. Now, the two lessons in this are this. Number one, Jesus shows us that it's okay to be emotionally honest with God because God can handle it. In fact, the scripture would suggest that God invites us to be emotionally honest with him. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 to come boldly to the throne of grace where we can find help and obtain mercy in the time of need. And so we are welcome to be emotionally honest and emotionally vulnerable with God. The second lesson that we can learn from this particular statement is more gender specific. And that is that it is okay for men to express themselves without their manhood being questioned. Many times, men feel that when they express their emotions, when they say how they feel, they are being weak or they're being vulnerable. And men don't like to feel vulnerable. 
But if we look at Jesus, Jesus had to have an incredible strength because of the level of torture that he endured. And so if Jesus was strong enough to be vulnerable, we too are invited as men to express ourselves without our manhood being questioned. So let's move on to the next one or the last one. And the last one we want to look at is actually statement number six found in John chapter 19 verse 30, which is, it is finished. By this statement, Jesus teaches us the importance of finishing well. Jesus accomplished or finished what he came to the earth to do, and that was to serve as the sacrifice for the sins of humanity, past, present, and future. Now, I don't know what you were born to do. I don't know what your gifts are. I don't know what your skills are. But what I do know is that you were born for a particular reason, and I know greater than that, that you were born and you've been made in the image and in the likeness of God. And therefore, like Jesus, you have the capacity to be a finisher and to accomplish what you were put in the earth to do. And so the question on the table today is, is the cross still relevant? And the answer is absolutely Humanity still needs salvation through Jesus Christ, and there are still lessons that we can learn from the life and from the death of Jesus on the cross. Let's pray. Father, we want to say thank you for this moment and for this opportunity to gather and to pray with our listeners. We thank you that today is the day that we celebrate Good Friday. It's the day that we remember your sacrifice on the cross. And as we consider this, I consider the song that the Hawkins family sang so many years. Where would I be if Jesus didn't love me? Where would I be if Jesus didn't care? Where would I be if he hadn't sacrificed his life? Oh, but I'm glad. I'm so glad he did. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your commitment to the task of salvation. At any point, you could have stopped. At any point, you could have called for angelic assistance and you could have forfeited your mission to die on the cross. But you decided by your own volition, you decided to stay the course and to stick to the task of saving men via your own shed blood. And we want to say thank you. And Father, we ask you to forgive us for the moments where we treated your act of kindness as nothing. And I pray that daily we would strive to live in remembrance of your sacrifice by honoring that sacrifice by doing what is right and which is good in your sight. I pray, Father, not only that we would live right before you, but I pray that you would help us to be examples of your love so that people might be drawn to us and that we can share the message of the cross and of the gospel so that they may too know you and the pardon of their sins. I bless you. I glorify you. And once again, I want to say thank you for the power of the cross. Thank you for the sacrifice. And Father, I pray that as we are in this season, I pray that we would remember the lessons that are embedded in the story of the cross, that are embedded in the statements that you made on the cross so that we might be the people that you would have us to be. We glorify you, we honor you, and we bless you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, my friends, thank you for joining us for this episode of The Lifeline. I don't take your support for granted. You are definitely what makes this important and what makes this possible. So thank you. And don't forget to check us out at www.simplybje.com and also our social media sites. God bless you. Have an incredible Good Friday on purpose. And remember, the cross of Jesus still matters. 
Thank you for tuning into the Lifeline Podcast, and it is our hope that we added life and value to your day. God bless. Yeah.